Welcome to The Expanded Podcast with your host, Lacey Phillips. As a leading manifestation advisor with a process that's, well, radically different from the old New Age model, mine is rooted in psychology, neuroscience, and my energetic gifts. Therefore, I created this podcast to help you expand your subconscious limiting beliefs about the potential of deserving the manifestations you're calling in. In each episode, we'll walk through my expanders, a term in my manifestation formula signaling the people that already embody, have, or are successful in what we are looking to call in. These are the people that we witness through our mirror neurons on a subconscious level that expand us into knowing that our manifestations are possible as well. Especially when we hear about their background, their upbringing, their trials and tribulations, and any of their pitfalls that they had to experience along the way. Therefore, you're tuning into this podcast series to show your subconscious that anything you desire is possible. And by pressing play, you've already started the process of manifesting it. If you enjoy this episode, please leave us our review, comment, and share it with your fellow manifester that's struggling or could really benefit from the information that you're about to learn. As you guys know, I'm just a channeler of everything that's being downloaded through me. So essentially, I'm a vessel who's teaching these manifestation practices. I have the gift of reading energetics. However, I only lead with what I'm told, for lack of a better word. So what came through to me is that a deeper way to support you guys on this podcast, because not only is this manifestation practice about expanding, it's also about unblocking. Um, and so the download that came through was to start sharing the universal blocks that I'm seeing come up both within my private practice, within my own life, my team's life, and then within the community, all of you guys that are mentioning in DMs and the Facebook group. And so a big one that I want to talk about today briefly before we get into this excellent episode is guilt. I see guilt blocking so many of my clients. And as everybody knows who's been tuning in, or if you're new to tuning in, the way that we even build up blocks. I like to say it's like an onion. We are born with this incredibly individual, authentic, magnetic self. That's why I don't prescribe to things like labels, molds, or boxes. Because if we really get down into our true, authentic, energetic essence, it's very pure. It's 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 what we always hear in spirituality that can be annoying if we haven't ever experienced it, but it's the oneness, the consciousness, and the love. And then through society, it's through labels, shame primarily, um, pain, 
and programming, we tend to build up this onion that's like the ego shell. Um, and those are called our blocks. They're what we lead with to present in the world to survive and be safe. Or they are what we think we have to be to be loved. You know, an example of that would be society tells you if you do A, B, C, and D, you'll be successful and loved. Although it's completely different than what your authentic essence actually came onto this planet to be and do. So a big systemic issue around shame is guilt. And I'm going to say something that philosophically is a really hard pill to swallow when it comes to the energetics of manifestation. There's no such thing as right or wrong. In fact, pure manifestation energy and motion is the complete neutral balance between everything. Um, and so examples of that would be the exact balance between masculine and feminine, that energy, um, the exact balance between light and dark, between your shadow and your, your highest self, that balance of neutrality in between. So anything extremely on one side or the other is actually manifestation energy out of motion. That's when we tend to get earthquaked. So really big rock bottoms will come or really big things will happen to shift us back into that neutral energy. Um, the best astrological sign that really inhabits this energy, they're also usually primarily the quickest manifestors, tend to be Aries. That's the uh, sun sign or the particular energy of manifestation and motion. And if you look at a lot of Aries, they have one foot really deeply in the masculine, one foot in the feminine. They're very uninhibited. They go. Um, they're that total balance of uh, neutrality, energy, and motion. So I only bring that up because I want to talk about guilt, how that can be a massive block. I see it blocking a lot of people financially, especially, and in love. Um, an example of this would be a client of mine who was with her husband of 16 years. He became very successful. He wasn't very present at home anymore. She's a dreamer and a lover, and therefore she started to take interest and affection from this outside um, entity that she was working with. And she ended up not having a full affair with him, but whatever kissing yada yada that's a whole nother conversation about blocks of why we seek exterior validation so I'm going to save that for another time but just getting back to guilt so her husband did find out about it he asked her for a divorce and now financially for her she's always blocked or she has been always blocked financially little bits will come in but not the full amount because she hasn't totally accepted or forgiven herself she's still continuing to shame and punish herself um, and that will block us and that's just one example. Guilt can come from so many forms. Um, for me, a great example of this uh, that came up recently doing my personal work. I do the exact same workshops. I'll get into that um, that you guys do. And for me, guilt was really affecting me. I had this belief system, the shadow that I was bad. There's this, this, you know, and so I would attract shame into my life because I was still shaming myself for being bad. And when I really did the work on that, my mother, some of you guys may know, is an alcoholic and she comes from a very alcoholic family and hasn't healed her wound. She's a beautiful person, but, you know, she's still struggling with that. When I was young, I moved to Los Angeles to follow my dreams and therefore I left my two younger brothers um, kind of, I felt like I left them alone in that environment. And so I felt so bad for that, so guilty that I chose the selfishness of myself and moving forward um, to have a better life, to better my life. So therefore I could be better expanders for them and help them in the future. I know all of that logically now, but the subconscious belief that was still rooted in there is that I was 
bad, that I was selfish, shameful, bad. Um, and then when I figured that out and I unlocked it, a lot of things started to come through. So guilt, can, and it's usually a lot of financial things, a lot of love things, because it's us not loving ourselves um, or not feeling on a subconscious level that we're deserving of money because we're inherently bad. So this whole process of manifestation is about getting back into your true, authentic, worthy, unique, deserving self that you were born with and that the world built up this onion, this ego shell around you. So what I'd really like you guys to focus on is guilt right now for anybody that this is resonating with. I mean, I think this can resonate with anyone on the planet because there is certainly some form of guilt living in most people's subconscious mind that is blocking them from manifestation. If you're just tuning in now or if you've been teetering on how would I go about this, a great place would be to start with the DRE, Shadow, or Reparenting. Those three workshops down below um, in our site, you can find them right on the homepage. They're a great, fantastic place to start with that. Also, the roadmap of integrated is a beautiful way that will take you through all three of those things very specifically. Um, And if you have the intention that I want to look at my guilt when you're going through it, boy, will you have a powerful, very powerful experience with it. Um, Somebody on our team just fully went through the integrated and shadow workshop and her whole life kind of just uh, it. I like to say that everything shedded that was no longer serving her and then magical things started to happen. She manifested a new client in Australia. She then was in Australia shooting, um, you know, really, really beautiful stuff. And I myself uh, have been going through some really cool forms of shedding lately and a lot of beautiful things have been coming through. So I really encourage you to look at guilt, let those words resonate with you, sit with you, and enjoy those workshops as you're going through them. Definitely also connect with the Facebook group for more support. Today's guest, Deborah Hankamp, is one of my favorite healers I've ever worked with. She totally floored me. In fact, I happened to go to her on a whim and in the session, it was just so profound. Before I get into that, let me tell you about her. She is a CRS, meaning she was born with the gift of being able to see auras and symbols. So anybody's aura and symbols, she also sees them in objects as well. And she did an eight-year apprenticeship under a shaman in the Amazon. So not only is she a CRS, she's also a shaman as well. And her sessions are pretty profound because they include many of her gifts and also many of the teachings she's absorbed through the healing arts. And on top of it, she also looks into your aura and tells you what's going on presently at that time. One of the most interesting things I remember her telling me because I tend to have a thousand questions for her because I can't see auras and and I want to know so much about it, that objects actually hold auras. So when we project 
intentions and feelings and objects they tend to emit and present with these colors. Uh, one of the most fascinating ones she said is that when she was touring around the Statue of Liberty, she could see bright yellow around it which projected hope and joy. So in my personal session with her, the very first one, I've had a couple, I went to go talk to her about a spirit baby because many of you know I've been trying to bring a child into the world. And she saw the baby right away and she had some really fascinating and interesting things to communicate that nobody else would have known and were absolutely spot on. So any client I ever have that is looking to bring a child into the world. She is always my first referral. You'll find her under the essentials on the blog as well as the healers page. And um, I'm really excited for you to hear her story today. So without further ado, let's get into it and hear how she got to where she is, which is nonlinear, unexpected, and uh, it's the true underdog turning into a swan story. So sit back and tune in. So we have Deborah Mama Medicine here, who is on the Expanded Podcast joining us. And I'm going to start out asking you some pretty general questions. But Mm -hmm. first, I want to get into what you do a little bit. And I tend to like the person to kind of introduce themselves more than it sells. It sounds a little less novice. So yeah. can you tell us exactly what you do, which I've gotten to experience and it's so lovely. So I do something called medicine readings, which is a modality that I created after being on a spiritual path for almost two decades. Wow. Yeah. It's spiritual counseling, spiritual healing, but my own take on it. And then I'll go as far as to say who's gotten to experience Deborah's gifts, that she's a CRS as well. So she's able to see auras and read auras and the energy around you. And then she also studied for, it was eight years, she mm-hmm. apprenticed um, in the Amazon. To, and shaman's not the word that's even used. In, no, yeah. shaman is just like... I, I don't even know what it refers to yes. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially like in today's culture, like alchemist is yeah. another one of those words. Um, so let's get into it. And then I'm sure we'll be looping in some of those gifts along the way. Can you tell us about your cultural background and upbringing? Mm-hmm. I was raised in northeastern Connecticut in like the middle of the woods and cultural background I mean I'm an American mutt you know so like my my mom's side my grandfather was um Native American and English I think and my grandmother was Sicilian on my dad's side very very Irish Mm -hmm. you know all the things all the things wow you know and um yeah I grew up in a, a really just like very rural area had a pretty difficult early life like really had to know the shadow in order to step into the light absolutely yeah and you've done so much of that that heavy lifting along the way um what was that time we all have it in our life that you spent a year a small time whatever it was for you on the floor crying There's so many of those. Yeah. Well, I think that when I there was two two times that are coming to mind. 
Um, one was when I was 19. I had already been living on my own for a couple of years at that point. And it was right before I just needed to leave like the whole East Coast for a little bit and go live in Vancouver. Wow. Yeah. So wow. it was, it got like just so hard being in this area that I, I needed to just go like to a place where it was way easier to live and be sensitive and all of that. So I lived there for about a year. And was that, did you, because for me, when I go to visit a space like that, Mm -hmm. especially when I'm needing it as medicine, do you get the siren of the place or did you just literally know someone in Vancouver? No, no, I, I, I literally was just like, I have to go to Vancouver. <laughs> you just knew. You're like, that's it. I'm going. <laughs> like the the islands there, like all of that. Oh, and, it's so stunning. Um, and there was a yoga teacher training program that I wanted to do there. And I also went to school for makeup for film and television. Wow. There. So it was like a really like, you know, go learn, go live, go. And the friends that I made during that time, I still am friends with now, 16 years later. Isn't that magic? Yeah. Wow. So it was medicine and it allowed you to explore and grow and... So much. I have a question because I know so many people who are in this work and who are manifesting. A lot of them are wanting to move or leave a job. And I know that you were young, so there are probably, you know, not a lot of strings were attached. But I know that you've picked up and gone so many times. May it be the Amazon mm-hmm. to another spot in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. What would be your tips for the person who knows medicinally they need to make that move? They're being called somewhere. How to kind of put that first step forward? I'm a really big fan of having um, a minimal life like Mm -hmm. minimal minimal things minimal belongings and so I think like just starting to like move the energy in your home of what do you really need and what do you really not need like what are you still carrying that you don't need anymore physically yeah and then what are you carrying that you don't need anymore mentally with narratives and constructs and then emotionally and then spiritually and then by the time when you start doing that weeding out, by the time you're really ready to go somewhere, it's almost like you just walk out and, and go. And go. I yeah. love that. I love that. And for you, I feel like you're also not only are you very spiritual and grounded, you're so incredibly like grounded is the biggest word. When I described you coming in Thank to the you. girls, <laughs> it was like you're gonna love her. Her energy is so pure and grounded. But you're also such a smart businesswoman at the same time as well. For you, how big have finances played a role in these moves of holding you back or pushing you forward? Well, I think, and I was talking to you about this a little bit at the lunch break. So I don't know if it's just like Scorpio nature and what but I definitely like I would classify myself even though like I love business and the creative part of like growing things putting it all together and all of that I am and have always been a little bit financially idealistic mm. and then with the Scorpio nature also incredibly impulsive <laughs> you know totally. so like impulse and moves passionate. Like, impulse, like, you know, impulse, like, I'm, I'm in a, I'm traveling somewhere, and I need to leave immediately, like, impulse, plane tickets, like, you know, um, so I, right now, am 
currently working on being way more financially stable Mm -hmm. and like really focusing on, you know, like having a savings account and like all of those things that I didn't really ever pay attention to, didn't have anyone, you know, checking in to make sure that I was being good with finances. Absolutely. Which um, is so hard if you don't have that construct or modeling and you never inherited that. It's like, whoa, okay. Just like figure it out, Yeah, you know? And so, you know, for me, like a few years ago, if I would have a hundred dollars in my checking account, I'd be like, awesome. (laughs) I have a hundred dollars to spend now. Amazing. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, um, I do think like with, with moving, to right now the way I'm currently approaching it because I do want to make another move is just to really make sure that I am in a very comfortable financial place and it's not even about like upgrading luxury luxury, but just like moving in general is so expensive so making sure I'm in a really stable and financially comfortable place before I make that move I love that and like Mm -hmm. the way I see it because I for so many years as well was pretty reckless Mm -hmm. financially like you I would listen to every intuitive yeah pull and whatever like the world was my oyster but I realized in the long run that that actually allows more freedom like that savings and I call it a fuck you fund and manifestation always (laughs) with clients (laughs) with clients it's like a six to eight month fund that you have somewhere that's what you would be making normally that literally allows you to say, fuck you. Like, fuck you, I hate this apartment. Fuck you, I hate this job. Like, Mm -hmm. fuck you, I'm leaving this relationship. Mm -hmm. It gives you that in what we call in the elements of manifestation, it gives you that freedom. Like, I don't have to be stuck. So in the long run, I think this offers you so much more freedom. I think so, yeah. Yeah, you can do what you want then. Yeah. You can say, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny to hear you swear. (laughs) It's all my mom's fault. She's booked like a sailor. <laughs> so bad. Um, that time when you made that move, and I know you've been through, you know, I think we all have mm-hmm. those different times of those real rock bottoms or emotional rock bottoms. But that time before you left to go to Vancouver, where would you say your self-worth was at that time? Oh, it was it was just on the floor. I was in an awful relationship. I was bartending I would leave one bartending job and then I would go to another bartending job and like putting myself through community college and like just really had you know no like direction identity I didn't and I was really recovering from a lot of trauma that had happened like a couple years before and my life choices in reaction to that trauma were pretty dark I would Mm say but I did have like my meditation and yoga practice that I had just started at that same time. So um, it was pretty powerful for me. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's such an incredible. I think so many people get into meditation and yoga as that, as a form of starting to have not control, but a sense of grounding, a sense of routine, a yeah. sense of something to connect with yourself. And well, I started when I was 17. Um, and like up until that point in my life, like from 12 to 17, because I kind of had no real like structure, or boundaries or rules or anything like that. I went out partying like I was. 13 when I was in my first bars and mm-hmm. things like that. Totally. Um, 
And so I, I had like a week of really strong trauma in my life where I lost two people that were really oh. close to me and my dog died oh. and my parents told me they were getting a divorce and they were like, oh, okay, also you have to figure out where you're going to live. Oh. And it was just like, you know, one shock after the other than like all my friends, my superficial high school friends stopped talking to me. Oh, fuck them. You know? <laughs> yeah. It was your rock bottom. Totally. Yeah. For that first one. Oh man. And, and so I was like, okay, I can't keep living how I have been living. And so I stopped eating meat cause it just didn't feel right for me. Yeah. And then I started practicing yoga and then through yoga, I found meditation. And then that was like, okay, yeah. this is, this feels path. right. Like yeah. now I'm onto something, but there was still so, it really took me like three years of recovering from that one week. In totally. My life. Yeah. yeah. The full, it was like drowning. You kind of died in a way. Yeah. And rebirth through three years. Yeah. I love that. And for you, what was sort of the modeling that was told to you um, in terms of future? Because you probably, I don't know, maybe at a young age you felt in touch where you're like, I do see an end point where I will be healing and I will be teaching. Maybe mm-hmm. that was the case. Or was the modeling more like go to school, get a job, like you just go through life and you hate it and you hate what you do. What was sort of your modeling that you witnessed? And knew by modeling you mean like what I saw around me yeah what the world presented was possible for you (laughs) (laughs) mine was bleak oh wow (laughs) never did I think I'd be doing this I never thought I would be sitting here today (laughs) yeah um I mean you know when when I for just to give you an example, right? Like when I opened up my yoga studio in Healing Center when I was twenty four, my dad was like, just close it down and open up a Vespa sales place. Wow. He's like, You're <laughs> never gonna make any money doing that. Like it's just gonna be a failure. And you know, honestly, like he was just saying to me what had been told to him his whole life, which actually helped him, I think, be pretty successful mm. in life in his own way but he really was just like just total failure consciousness to my brother and I big time yeah and I I think like my saving grace was being rebellious mm-hmm. and being like oh yeah yeah I'll show you down, yeah. open up a place <laughs> I'll show you what I'm gonna do you know <laughs> like in Brooklyn where Vespa's a thing like I was no. number one yeah. no <laughs> okay no I understand that's me too always I, I'd be like oh yeah you think that well I'll show you yeah this will work just fine yeah let's so talk in a few years <laughs> yeah 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 I'll show you where I'm at oh I love that um okay when was the point where you, well, I think the way you channeled it after your daughter, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. the answer, but when you found clarity on exactly what you wanted to do, this this iteration of it and career, yeah. the medicine, mama medicine. It's so interesting because what's now called medicine readings, I, I really have been practicing for like 15 years, mm-hmm. but it didn't fully form. It didn't formulate until I held my daughter for the first time. Wow. And I just thought, okay, what is the one thing I want to teach her? And it's confidence, you know, mm-hmm. like really like confidence. And, um, I sat down and I just asked the universe, okay, well, what, I know you want me to work with people because I, 
keep on trying to escape it and I keep on getting pulled right back on this path like boomeranged what do you want me to do and I got this very clear you're going to do something called medicine readings this is the exact formula for it this wow. is exactly like how it's all done how it's all laid out and it was like the minute I said yes to that everything just started moving very quickly like yep. the first day of medicine readings what is actually called medicine readings that I walked into the place I was renting the New York Times was there wow they yeah. were like what are you doing yeah like can we photograph and interview you mm. and I was like okay sure and it just sort of snowballed after that yeah and um Mama Medicine came from me sort of needing to ground a little bit more into my work and be a little bit more clear because it's all very etherical, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and to to be like to explain everything that I'm saying, like the, these interviews and things like that, I really realized I had to be way way more like, <laughs> clear yeah yeah agreed yeah you know yeah not out in like the 12th dimension yeah yeah you know, but really here so people could understand yeah. Yeah. yeah and so the mama part is just really I work with the divine feminine like I work with feminine energy I just do like I think that it's what is going to help us kind of come together more and be more receptive of each other and hold each other more and um, understand each other and just to help kind of restore balance, you know, and take away all of the separation. So it's that. It's also that I am a mother. It's also that, like, a lot of my training was with ayahuasca, it's like mother consciousness. So it there's a lot going into that divine feminine energy. So that's mama. Mm -hmm. Because, like, everywhere all around the world, babies just naturally start to say some form of the word mama when they're calling out the to the divine feminine and wow. their archetype of it. Yeah. And then the medicine part is that, you know, I I am here to to help heal. I I am. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, and my my medicine is I think a kind of specific kind and I want to help everyone find the medicine that's within them and help them open up to how they can use it because it really is, we really all have so much medicine oh, in yeah. us. And all we need to do is share and mm -hmm. not be afraid to share, mm -hmm. you know? And that's so, the most that's important thing is not be afraid to share. Yeah. Before you came out in this iteration, like the full mama medicine mm -hmm. and medicine readings, did you have hesitations or fears or not good enough? Or oh, any totally. That? Yeah. I knew everything I had experienced at such a young age was only so I could help others Same. because that like as a child, even I was like already like, you know, giving people oral readings wow. and like pulling stones out of the river and like giving them to people and this kind of thing. Totally. And Every time, like, I've tried to do anything different that isn't being of service in this way, it's like I've gotten catapulted immediately back onto this path, you know? Like, for example, with bartending, go to bartend, work there for a month, and the whole bar will close down. <laughs> you know? So everywhere you turned, it was like, nope. Yeah, yeah. it was like, no, like, no. Yeah. Absolutely not. You're yeah. not supposed to do this. So I think that uh, with medicine readings... It kind of came from, okay, I need to teach her confidence, my daughter, 
And I can't hide under this umbrella of yoga because honestly, yoga doesn't feel right for me. I can't hide under this umbrella of Reiki because Reiki is not, it's just not what I'm doing, you know? And I can't hide under this umbrella of shamanism because although like I deeply love and respect all these traditions, none of them are mine Mm -hmm. and none of them actually really feel like me, Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. So I've tried to hide under so many different titles and even the word seeress, like I, I only just use it because everybody's like, well, what are you? They get it. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, well I see. So serious. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. I totally understand that. Like, what do you even call it? Cause it's such an energetic nature, everything you're doing. Yeah. How did your parents deal with your gifts of being able to see auras when you were little and being able to be, you were such a sensitive child. How did they deal with that? Well, I mean, there was a lot of like, you're too sensitive and (laughs) all that. Oh, but you know, it's really interesting because I had two different lifetimes within my uh, my early life where, like, from being born to around 12 years old, it was like we had this really deep spiritual connection as a family. My dad was never around, but my mom, my brother, and I, and my dad would, like, pop in from time to time. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when I would get to spend time with him, we would just be having a good time, having a lot of fun. You know, I would go help him out at work and like he he had his own business too. He's like mm-hmm. a mechanic. And wow. So I would go like help him file papers and just love yeah. it. And like with my mom, um, I was raised Baptist and then also my grandfather was Native American. So she actually had like a really strong understanding of like spiritual mm-hmm. energy in her own way and and she grew up in a haunted house like she knew like she knew that there was spiritual energy but when i was 12 the family dynamic shifted a lot she started drinking i think that that's actually like a really sad thing that happens a lot with um like that native american energy around where i grew up mm-hmm. unfortunately like you know we idealize it a lot but it's it becomes like a little bit of an issue around the reservations oh, where yeah. I grew up. Absolutely. And she so her blood I think just cannot handle alcohol mm, at no. all. Yeah. And yeah. so she she would just start drinking, she became very scary and it and from twelve to sixteen it was like this whole other dynamic where it was like the house was not safe. The the house also became like a party house. It was unsafe in many different ways, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So In a way, I feel like from birth till around 12 years old, it was actually very supported. And magical, yeah. Yeah. And then, yes, of course, I was, like, told I was too sensitive. Yeah, yeah. I was crying all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Totally, yeah. I get, I understand them, you know? Yeah, And then... And not having the tools, too. That was probably so overwhelming for them. Yeah. Like, they didn't, they, okay, like, pray more or something like that. Like, when I was eight years old, I demanded to be baptized, like I was wow. de- like demanded. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. I, yeah. I needed something to like, you know, bless me. Yeah. And I saw in, in that religion, you don't get baptized till you're like 30. Really? Yeah. You, you, when you really have like sins to wash yeah. away. And when I was eight, I was like, I need to be baptized. I told, <laughs> I told my pastor, he was like, no, yeah. <laughs> you're too young. <laughs> wow. And you already felt it. That yeah. Heavy. Yeah. Wow. And then like right after that, 
is when they found the tumor that I told you about before that was on my ovary crushing oh, my right, ovary right, right. Yeah. tube. That was that young? Yeah. At eight. Already it accumulated yeah. all that energy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Eight years old. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But first I was like, baptize me. <laughs> before, like, no. before the, yeah. wow. Before we found out, before we found out wow. I just like kept on asking the pastor at my church until he finally was like, he, you were asking for medicine. Yeah. yeah it was literally yeah. that. You needed I needed the, the water, you know? <gasps> oh, my gosh. How powerful. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. incredible. But, yeah, I agree. Everything you went through is it's exactly what makes you do this. It's amazing. And what about when, did, when could you tell that you could see auras? I couldn't remember not seeing auras ever. I was just thinking recently... I wonder, like, I I fell and when I was five and I got a concussion and really hit my head hard. I wonder if that's when I started seeing them. Interesting. Because I don't remember a time where I didn't see colors around people. Wow. But when I was 12, I was talking to my friends about, like, the colors and shapes that I saw around people and what they meant, and they just were like, what are, are you talking talk? about? Like, what do you, what do you mean? Wow. And that's when I learned that there was something called the aura and the different colors had different meanings. And then I sat with it for a long time. I didn't tell anyone. I was going to say, yeah, because it probably wasn't normal. Especially after that, like, yeah. preteen horror moment. Totally. Um, and then only when I started offering medicine readings did I tell people wow. what I was actually doing was seeing wow. their aura? Wow. Yeah, so, so I had to really, long. like, come clean, too, and wow. explain to people what I was doing. So it was kind of shadowy for you. Yeah. yeah big yeah. time. Also because, like, it sounds so, like... I know what you mean. It's, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah you I see know. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know? I eat all the things. <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. Um, okay, I love that. What's the biggest shadow aspect you've had to integrate in your life? If I could sum it all up into one word, I think it would be shame. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's the big one. I think that I, I carry a lot, like, ancestrally, like, through both lines and then the manifestation of that in, in this lifetime and also um, embodying a female form in this lifetime so I feel like shame has been the biggest thing and then the actions that I've taken from a place of shame absolutely mm -hmm. uh, that's I think the root of all of all the shadows and all the blocks and things is the shame mm -hmm. so that's such a great answer biggest inner child shift you've needed to make or that you've made I didn't start really even looking at my inner child like I knew the words inner child yeah. you know but I didn't start even really looking at it until I had my own child and I think the biggest one it it's sort of in alignment with that shame but it's like self-acceptance especially around the sensitivity yeah like it's okay like going back and telling her like it's okay that you're so sensitive like, absolutely this is gonna be your superpower yeah. one day you know like I it's okay that. that you're so sensitive amazing and yeah. so you still work with her on that when mm -hmm. it comes up for you oh I love that mm -hmm. you already seem like the best mom like you totally <laughs> 
You've totally broken the karma, the, <laughs> the chains. I hope so. <laughs> What's the most humbling thing you've ever experienced? Ooh, um, having to close down my yoga studio and healing center. So I, I opened it when I was 24 and I closed it when I was 29. Mm-hmm. And that was like one of the hardest things that I ever did because it wasn't just saying goodbye to the physical space that I had poured all of my love and energy into. It was also like this feeling of having to like break apart the community that had built up there that was so beautiful. So I think that it was it was good for me in a way because it really taught me what I don't want to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it was also very, very hard. Absolutely. Yeah. And what was your personal inner struggle you were going with, like um, about yourself that you might be, if there was shame that was coming up or failure? Well, or it's like all that, it, like proving my dad right. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Damn it. Totally. <laughs> but now you have your second chance. But, but, You're what, was, but what was the, the purpose behind me working those 12 hour days, six days a week? That was really ego, actually. You know, even though I was doing this like labor of love, that was really ego. Actually, mm-hmm. I had so much to prove. Yeah, I had so much to prove to to myself, maybe to my father, maybe to the world, maybe I, to high school. Who knows? Yeah, to yeah. High school. yeah. Also, like I I started in this spiritual life at a very young age, mm-hmm. and I could see so much, and people like. Oh, that's like now that I'm finally getting like a little bit of like wrinkles, things like this. I'm like, Phew. they're like, now she's wise or yeah, something. Because yeah, because otherwise, you like you're too young, you're yeah. too young. What do you know? You're too young, you're too young, you're too young. And I had, I if I look back on that time, wow, I had so much to prove. Mm-hmm. And I needed that like massive dose of humility and, and the necessity to let everything go in it was good for me actually oh it's just magic when that happens yeah do you feel like you've faced that finally like there's nothing about it that rules you anymore and who has (laughs) I don't I don't think I I don't know like facing it yes Mm -hmm. like I'm not afraid to look at it it's actually navigated a lot of my business decisions now Mm -hmm. and also just like personal decisions how I want to live my life, how much structure I actually need in mm. order to feel free with my time and things like that. Absolutely. Uh, but I think there's always layers of stuff to I work do too. On. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm still always going through it. I talk about that in Authentic, the new things we just, that's like my big one I'm really yeah. working through. And like when are you ever done working on? When you maybe not even when you die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next lifetime. Yeah. Really. <laughs> I definitely think this isn't the last time I'm incarnated. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's such a good question on that. When are you ever done? And especially when we're in the physical form on the physical plane and the human experience, when are we done? You know? Yeah. Alma's got it figured out. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't think she's incarnating again, though. So I'm quickly interrupting this episode to invite you if you're ready to start your manifestation journey, or if anything you've heard in our manifestation episodes has piqued your interest to begin. We have a la carte workshops in everything from the basics bundle, which is what we recommend to everyone who starts. It's the formula that actually teaches you how to manifest. 
Unblocked Inner Child, and Unblocked Shadow. We also have a la carte workshops on love and money. But the real gem is the Pathway membership because it encompasses every single workshop we have. It's a year-long membership with full access to the few a la carte offerings we have and exclusive workshops not available anywhere else, such as the daily practice, which is what everybody in the Pathway uses, hopefully at least three times a week to daily in order to truly create the new neural pathways that one needs in order to manifest and houses the library of our deep imaginings, which is our unique hypnosis process that allows you to get into your subconscious and overwrite those old neural pathways, creating the new ones. You can use our special code EXPANDED, all caps, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D, to receive $20 off your first a la carte workshop purchase or $20 off your first month of the pathway. Again, that's all caps, EXPANDED, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D. Okay, now back to the episode. When did you, and maybe this kind of ties into what we were just saying, but I think for so many entrepreneurs and especially people in this space, which can be considered still so fringe or taboo, you know, there's even sometimes more uphill, uphill battling that we have to do. When was the point where you kind of had that thing like, no, I'm a badass. I'm worth this. I can, I can come out and be myself and and really do what I'm supposed to be doing, my gifts. Did you ever have a point where you had that moment yeah it it was right when I started medicine readings I was like I am just gonna do what feels right for me this is who I am this is what I have to offer this is my path that I'm walking and um though it may be on the fringe and things like that like it's not about trying to then protect the fringe it's like how do you get the fringe to be more mainstream? That's how I feel. Exactly. Yeah. You know, totally. Like I, you know, a lot of people in like the wellness and spiritual communities who have been in them for a long time, they're like, Oh, it's also mainstream now. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's great. That's how I feel. too. you know, I have a lot of, people who will try and rip off my work. I'm sure you have the same thing. Nonstop. Yeah. (laughs) And then like, they'll rip me off. I'll post something, then they'll post the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, try to use different formations of my name or things like that. But honestly, I'm like, okay, but they're actually just like, they're just trying to spread more love and light out there in the world. So like, awesome totally you know it is yeah to, to a certain, to a certain extent. extent yeah 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 but it's like whoa yeah, at some point <laughs> I mean I've had it like and I'm sure you've had it too oh, yeah. where it's been like dot and dot like same like website yeah <laughs> so I'm sure yeah you've had same that. like colors at, like, everything, everything. Yeah. yeah hats and the phone like all the things I, everything but I like I guess just like you that happened to us earlier this year mm-hmm. and for one of the first times it was like Okay, cool. What I, you know, it was beautiful to have that. And I think it was coming from a little bit of the same space as you, mm-hmm. um, where it was more like, uh, A, it's more accepted in the world. That's great. B, obviously, nobody will ever be able to replicate what I do, nor will they with They're you. They're not you. They're yeah. not, yeah, like, it's yeah. very specific. And like you said, you're not using a lot of 
different terminology or medicines because they weren't yours. What you are doing is very much yours. It's channeling through you. It's the gifts you were born with. Yeah. But I do like when I would see, you know, um, like Amanda Chantel Bacon, such a great example of this. And I did her social media for just a little while when, you know, when she opened up the second store and, and I always love that to see how widely that was spreading so quickly and to go like, yeah, the world's really ready for all of this now. Mm-hmm. Like, there are these other people stepping into this, incarnating into this, who can really take it, take it all the way so that everybody can have access to this. And I think that's why things like the online programs and, you know, yeah. the one I want to get into that you have right now, yeah. it's so that it can be accessible, that we can get back to ourselves, yours in particular, of how to become our own healer and then how we can show up in the world as healers through ourselves and have that medicine just running through us in ways I I just think it's so special and so magical so so it's so important like I I hope it grows so much that we get to a place with our whole human family that we're just in total self-acceptance you know the dream yeah how many centuries do you think that is from now (laughs) I think we have a while to go I know I know okay today what would be the words that you would tell your lowest self? Hmm. You are in such a powerful place of medicine right now. Mm-hmm. Like focus on the wisdom that you're gaining. From this time and experience. Yeah. Yes. From someone who watches manifestation all the time, there is no like more powerful place to be than rock bottoms mm-hmm. ever. They're literally, if you really want to use the word alchemy sort of correctly, not in, I mean, we're minerals, so I guess that works. Like yeah. that is the time when you can alchemize and create alchemy. So yeah. I love that. The limiting belief you picked up that you're still working through today. Wow. That's a big it's one. So tough. Um, you... You did this because of me. Mm. This one, I feel, and I feel like that's resulted in me kind of giving credit away mm. all the time instead of taking it for myself. And actually, in the first year of opening up space, I noticed myself starting to do that again. Like, oh no, I don't want this. Like, this credit here, you take it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's too much, or I'm not worth it, and mm-hmm. all that. So you're learning how to own it more and receive it. Mm-hmm. I love that. What does that look like for you, for the person who isn't able to accept that fully? Yeah, I think it it looks a little bit more like still staying as receptive as possible, but then at the same time, really honoring that I have a strong yes and a strong no about different things and. If I'm creating a community or holding a space for a community with with space um, or like putting something out there into the world on Instagram or whatever it is that I have a really strong yes and a really strong no about what I need that to look like mm. instead of just being like whatever it's okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. it's all good yeah you yeah, know it's totally. like actually being like Mm, I don't know this doesn't feel right I'm getting a no about it so I'm listening to that you know for you how do you because you are so lovely and so sweet how do you honor your nose in a very feminine and beautiful way I am sweet but I also have like zero problem with confrontation that's awesome I have like a hundred percent problem with it (laughs) yeah like you like if you would ask the construction workers who put oh, yeah. my space if they thought I was sweet, they would probably have a wow. Can you come with story. me to the house we're getting? Because I'm like, sure, send me the estimate in I'm four like, weeks. No, I've done this before. I know what you're doing. Like, wow. Yeah. Oh, 
That's amazing. That's <laughs> <laughs> incredible. No, I'm really, because people tell me all the time, oh, you seem so peaceful and you seem so calm. And I'm like, yeah, but it, it's also because I know that if there's like an issue I have to address or something I have to say to somebody, I'm not going to have any problem saying it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like my husband would wish I would be a little less confrontational <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> that Scorpio energy yeah, total, is so lucky. It's total Scorpio energy. It, but at the same time, with confrontations, it's never, like, angry or yelling. Mm-hmm. Like, I never it's raise my voice. I never have to do that. I just really will, in a very loving way, confront whoever I need to, whenever I need to. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, so lucky. I think I know the answer to this, but I want to give you two of them. The okay. two most kismet things you've ever manifested. Kismet. Yeah, just like, wow, look at it. I, I wanted that. I had that intention, and whoa, it came better than I... <laughs> like a, I feel like I know this one, yeah. too. I feel like it's one and one came with one two. two. yeah. <laughs> Definitely my husband. It's our anniversary tomorrow, so I'm super oh, excited about that. Like, we... We've been together now for seven years, wow. so it feels, like, really good. And my daughter. Oh, my God. Can we, can we share, maybe it's too personal, the thing he said to you within a week of knowing you? <laughs> I think it's the most romantic He'll kill thing. me. Like, <laughs> maybe he'll never see it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he won't see it. <laughs> I just think it's, like, the biggest expansion for anyone out there who's, like, is love no- not possible for me or any, you oh, know? You know, I, I want to say... I'm gonna give the oh my gosh version of yes this, yes just because it's you know right when I really didn't believe in love relationships anymore like I I promised myself I was gonna go and just be a monk monk yeah you know celibate yeah yeah totally celibate just go and take my dogs and live in the woods and not deal with men ever yeah, again <laughs> yeah yeah and then. In walks, like, into my apartment. Like, two weeks after I made that commitment to myself, in walks, like, the most handsome man I've ever seen in my life. He then proceeds to write me this beautiful poem with things in it that nobody could have ever known about me. Mm. And then he asked me out to lunch. He turns to me and he goes, I will never be with anyone ever in my life. I'm going to marry you one day. Oh, I and then it's he amazing. he was like actually in this process of traveling around the world. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't want to sleep with anyone until he met the woman he was going to marry. Wow, he was only 25. Wow, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. And then eight months later, we were pregnant with our daughter, which was also kind of a miracle. Which in was itself. also a total miracle because. Of the tumor I had, that crushed one ovary and one fallopian tube. I had fibroids crushing my other ovary. And the doctors were like, you're not, you're just not going to be able to have a baby naturally. And I just kind of like came to terms with that and Mm -hmm. accepted that. But because everything with Herman was so intense in the beginning and he was just so open and he was just so loving and he was just giving so much I almost didn't trust him yeah 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 you're like are you gonna steal like are you gonna try to own me yeah like what is yeah. this and so I went to the Amazon because that was just where I sorted things out for myself and 
while I was down there, my teacher gave me these plants to drink. And he was like, I just really feel like you need these. Do you want to have a child one day? And I told him what happened. And he was like, this is for you. I drank the plants. And then immediately, as soon as we had sex and I got back, I was pregnant. Wow. Yeah. And she is. And I think both of yours, I haven't gotten to meet him yet, but she is your soulmate. A hundred percent. Like you guys are the one of the best pairs I've ever seen for mother and daughter. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. I she I was dreaming about her for about five years wow. before I actually got to hold her. Wow. Like, I would see her beautiful blue eyes, and, like, I saw, like... Her little unibrow. Yeah, she this has, is like, so beautiful. You know? She has, like, the owl eyes. Yes! They're so... Know? They're like Frida. They're yeah. so stunning. <laughs> I know. I look... I'm like, God, I hope she doesn't do anything to those one day. Know, don't ever <laughs> Don't those, touch please. them. They're so pretty. <laughs> it's like the dream I wish I could get some back over yeah. here again. Oh. Yeah. That's so special. Okay, tell us a little bit, too, about... Well, I want to go into the online program because I really think everybody can benefit from that. And I know so many people are tuning in that don't have access to New York who, of course, can do Skype sessions anytime with you. But I do think there is so much alchemy with lack of a better word that can happen when you're walking yourself through these programs as well and I think it's so special because I've had the chance to check out one of them what can you say for the person who is tuning in who is looking to find their own tools to heal more find the healer within um, tune into their gifts more what can you say about that in the program I really, with BYOH, which stands for Be Your Own Healer, I really just wanted to create something to give you that can really help to empower you to do your own healing work. Like, really just even placing your hands on your body and you're giving yourself a healing session. And I feel like we, we need to know and understand that. And, like, nobody knows our shit better than us totally you know yeah and so like actually we can only be our own healer at the end of the day when you come for medicine readings i am only saying out loud to you the things that you have already been feeling and i'm just sort of like reaffirming those feelings so you walk out and feel empowered on your path to be your own healer i love you know and so it's like okay if you maybe you're not in new york or you can't afford to do a Skype medicine reading or something like that, here's BYOH, here's a program. And I only create the um, the BYOHs, like each episode. I only create each episode when I really feel like something is coming through that can help you to be your own healer. I love that. So it's a full channeling. Yeah, it's a full channeling. It's medicine. like I can't say it's going to be on each full moon or something. Yeah. I can't promise any of that cuz it can only come through when it's like really this is what you need to know. That's how I am too with the programs. There have been a couple of times like with Unblocked this year where it's like we'll do and it's it just has to channel through mm-hmm. properly. So I love that and there's so much integrity in that and the work. Uh, and tell us about the baths. And if you don't follow, and I, you can go watch so much more on the auras and everything and support it because we really went deep into the auras and how to ground yourself and all that stuff. So I'm not going to dig too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
for if anybody follows Deborah on Instagram or if you don't follow, it's at Mama Medicine NYC or at just Mama just Medicine. Mama Medicine. Mama Medicine. My website is Mama Medicine. That's NYC. why. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay I'm like trolling you. Like, trolling you. <laughs> but she gives these prescriptions of really incredibly healing baths. I always tune into them on the full and new moon, but it yeah. seems like you do them once a week. Yeah, like once a week. Um, that that's like the ritual baths that I post on my Instagram. It's like my seva. Yeah. You know, my selfless service, my mm-hmm. my gift. Like, here you go. Like, I feel like this is what we need this week. This, that's what we need this week. And just the bath is such a powerful way for you to really be your own healer. Even if you're just clicking through my Instagram, you can scroll all the way back to the beginning because I've been posting wow. ritual baths since like 2014. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And then you have bath like actual bath prescriptions that are coming out. Yeah. Because I, that's where I do all of my deep work. Like I do my own DIs, deep mm-hmm. imaginings in there. It's where I go three or four times a week to literally like detoxify. It, baths to me are pure medicine. So the fact that I'll be able to just access, will people be able to just order them offline as well? Mm-hmm. Like if I want them in LA, tell yeah. us about that. I can't wait for those to come out. I don't want to give too, too okay. much about it away, okay. but yes, you will be able to order a very special kit okay and also i will be offering bath consultations oh fantastic that's what you meant by them yeah wow so you can really customize for people oh my gosh it's it's going to be such a important part of taking the work deeper and the healing i'm so excited also like I feel like you really love Paris, too. I do love Paris. I find New York to be more romantic, weirdly. (laughs) To me, I see New York as, like... New York is so romantic. It is. It's like one big Scorsese film. My whole love story happened in New York. See? So forever. Oh, I feel that way. I'm, like... I'm like in a Woody Allen film at all times, of course, <laughs> especially in the summer. I feel like yeah, I'm totally. like it's taxi, like right here. <laughs> but go ahead, so Paris. Um, so I'm changing things around design wise a little bit mm. at Space Two because Britta got her own yeah. space. She's growing immensely. It's, oh, I'm, I'm so, so happy. happy for her. Um, and also, I needed to have that space yeah. to be able to do what I want to do and. So I'm going to have like a little kind of apothecary and library in there where you, after your medicine reading, you can come and sit down and get a whole bath consultation. Wow. This will probably be ready towards the end of August. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So right, this will be coming out-ish, like right around the perfect time. Amazing. Yeah. So you guys are getting to see it very early. Yeah. (laughs) Top secret. Top secret. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. (laughs) But when it comes out, tell everybody. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, So the last few questions I have for you is what would you tell I see this all the time in our Facebook group. I mean, I just see it constantly. The person who really is so ready to jump into the career they want or leave the job they hate. But obviously, we all have the different fears and programming the reasons that keep us. What would you tell that person who is just having the hardest time actually making that leap and actually following their true download and passion? I think that you really have to just have so much courage Truly. And just be so brave and like understand that when something keeps on showing up for you again and again and again, that's a calling. Totally. You know, and then like you can trust the calling completely, but you can still stay in your life and things that limit you. 
Absolutely. It's so, it's so, it can be such um, a purgatory. Yeah. Like this place where I am now to be able to sit with you here today in like this beautiful space, to be able to offer this time for people. This is just taken so much courage absolutely and like not you know being afraid to be seen because honestly like I do prefer hiding under my Scorpio rock yeah yeah, you know yeah and like it it's like I have to keep reminding myself be brave be brave be brave brave. every time there's like a new layer of something that I know is holding me back that I'm being shown it takes courage to let it go. Recently, yeah. for me, it's been coffee. Coffee, wow! Yeah. That's oh, like, good for you. That's the one of the hardest. So hard. I can't. I mean, I'm so grateful. I never got into it. I don't know why. I'm you're a freak so of lucky. Yeah. You're so lucky. <laughs> I see it. It rules my fiance and so many people in the world. He literally cannot get going in the day without it. Yeah. I mean, I just for me, it was like I looked at it and I went, okay, this is just causing me a lot of anxiety isn't it (laughs) (laughs) I bet oh my god it like especially with hormones and stuff of estrogen you're like wow yeah like I do not need to be more amped stimulated yeah no yeah I get you like at what point are we too energetic yeah you know (laughs) and Deborah is a generator for anyone wondering yeah because a lot of the community is so into human design yeah I'm human design I'm a generator um so I I just let that go. Like, honestly, it was so easy to let it go, but wow. it took so much courage and so much bravery to really look at coffee and go, I mean, I love you, but you're just so bad for yeah, me. I got to break up with you. You're yeah. just so bad for me. <laughs> How do you build up? Do you have a process of building your courage for me? For example, when I'm about to anything in my life that's going to be a big transition or namely putting out a new project. Um, now I have wonderful people with me who are far more talented than I am who make it happen a lot faster. But way before then, I would simmer for like a year and it would be like perfecting. And then one day I would just catapult and do, but it would take me like a year of a lead up. Do you feel that you have a pattern and a process? Oh, def- definitely. It takes me uh, like, I, I view it to like the birth of the butterfly. Mm. Like there's that larva phase, the like idea phase. And then you slowly start to build into that idea. Well, okay, if I'm going to, do this then maybe it'll look like that and you you know you become the caterpillar and then you have to make a decision Mm. you know do I stay in this caterpillar phase in this idea phase or do I go into the chrysalis into the unknown Mm. that is that scary you know like I don't know what I'm going to become I don't know what it's going to look like but that decision point is because I I do think I still have a lot of things that are up in idea realm that haven't actually made it through to that chrysalis point and then the chrysalis breaks open butterfly is born idea is out into the world but it takes courage then to even break out of the chrysalis it takes so that's like the real courage well both are pretty i have to learn how to fly yeah you know (laughs) i have to be seen like i'm so pretty now as a butterfly yeah everybody's (laughs) gonna see me people are gonna try to catch me yeah you know totally yeah like i'm vulnerable i'm delicate yeah then out you go you know because you just 
have to trust the expansion that wants to come to you. You just have to trust, like, this just feels like the right thing to do. And I know it's scary, but I have to break through this chrysalis and start to fly. I love that was the perfect, perfect way to put that. Do I call that an analogy or a metaphor? Analogy. Jesus, you can see where my it's education like, took no, we me. Say, it's like, so yeah, it's a, it's a metaphor, no? Metaphor, probably, yeah. right? I don't know. You're Who cares? Me yeah. <laughs> I never forget it. I'm, I'm here to talk terrible. about <laughs> Another question I'm curious about, what, or maybe it's just right now, what are you finding showing up in your practice the most right now that you feel a message that could benefit everybody in this current state? This actually touches on the next BYOH that oh, I had to launch to. I right. was actually very inspired by what people were coming in with, with medicine readings. Um, and it's all about, like, live your truth, mm. which I guess touches back on that courage thing, Absolutely, too. yeah. And what does yeah. that look like to you? Or how does that show up to you when you see someone who's so afraid to really be themselves or live their truth? Um, how does that show up in their aura and their energy? And then what's the transformation you see when they walk into their truth? Oh, it's it's a lot. beautiful things, <laughs> you know. But I think that when someone is unparalleled to their truth, they're not really walking their truth. It's like energetically to me it looks like something is missing mm. it's like in, in where their dreams come in from where they're dreaming from it's like it's all so like open and clear and there's all these bright colors and beautiful lights and then it's like where is that part of your aura where's wow. the rest of your aura like really where, like what's going on there and then i'll see well where is it within their auric field is it in their relationships is it in their work you know, is it in like where they're living, these mm. kinds of things? And I'll tell them like what what is going on with your apartment right mm. now? Mm. Like what what's going on with your relationship? Like this is what we need to talk about in order to get you more in alignment with your truth. Mm. And I think like for me, I try not to really tell people to make huge life yeah. changes like I want them to really come to it on their own absolutely but I'll definitely like be able to see this major life change that they need to make and ask the triggering questions to like get them to that place and it might not come in for them in the medicine reading but it's going to come in for them After. within the next three weeks yeah absolutely yeah. and once they do actually step into that or make that transformation or leave the thing it's like you just look so beautiful. You just look so beautiful. Wow. You know, like, just someone very close to me just went through this massive thing where she she knows what she's been meant to do for a very long time and has been terrified of doing it. And just, like, I met for her with dinner a couple weeks ago. And she was like, that's it. I decided I'm quitting my job. I'm going to do, wow. going to move forward on my path. And like, she went from looking so sort of like sheltered and like hidden to just, just so beautiful, just so wow. open and so beautiful, right. you know, and everything like magnetic looking and like shining yeah. and like, 
I don't know. Like, of course you can create whatever you want to. Look at how beautiful you are. Wow. You know? I love that. Yeah. What for you, because that all bleeds into manifestation a little bit, because you're so versed in that. I mean, so many people come to you literally to figure out their blocks or mm-hmm. to work through their blocks, and then you do the full medicine on them, the full mm-hmm. reading where you help them work through that. When you see someone blocked, you know, for instance, which it might have been what you just touched on, it's like something feels like it's missing. And I that's probably actually going to be in your wonderful workshop but what are just a couple of like everyday things somebody can do um, within your opinion of your work or maybe one tip that they can do to help to unblock a little bit more daily Hmm. it's so hard to give like one general you know one but I feel like one thing that could not hurt at all if we're just speaking about the aura is clearing the aura out with a selenite wand. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, just because it's, like, it's actually the ritual itself and having that one thing that you do every day that helps you to just feel, feel. clear. And also the selenite is salt, so you're touching salt. You're waving oh, it around. You're clearing yeah. yourself out. You wow. Know? You know what's funny? Just, like, to speak personal for a moment, mm-hmm. I do it every day since, like, meeting with you. I do yeah. it every day. and. Um, but what really helps me feel it, and it might just be mental or energetic, or maybe I'm actually doing something to my aura, is I jump for joy. And I like, pu- it's just an intuitive thing. Oh, I, I push out while I'm, ju- I'm like thinking and so grateful and I push out. Yeah. I don't know why I push out. <laughs> maybe yeah. it's to extend you're, my you're aura. Like, yeah, you're extending your aura. Yeah, that must be it. But that's where I really feel like, okay, cool, we're ready for the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a fascinating I love one. that. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> I do literally naked in front of my house. <laughs> Even my fiance will be like, are you jumping for joy in there? <laughs> and I'll be mortified. <laughs> it's a total thing I do all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I started it years ago. It's like intuitive. That's thing. awesome. I love that. <laughs> so if you need a new thing up your sleeve, yeah. there you go. It's great. Thank you. Yeah. And is there any last thing that you would love to share that we can share about a message you have or anything um, also in the studio what's coming up? Because this crew, I would like them to know as well, because you have some great stuff coming up throughout the summer and fall. Yeah. I mean, one message I want to share is that I really honor being able to be a powerful mirror to you of whatever it is that you see in me. Mm-hmm. And for everyone out there, I'm really, really honoring this place and really grateful for it. And also because of that, always have more to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming up, expect a book. Oh, yeah. yeah. When do we expect that? I'm like on the edge of my seat. I can't really say yet because okay. we're still in like the editing yeah. place, but expect a book. Um, and also more of BYOH, more episodes of Be Your Own Healer. And come to space. If you're in New York, if you're ever visiting New York, come to space. Come to a sharing circle. Come to a moon ceremony. Come to a medicine reading ceremony. Which I got to experience. That was amazing. Yeah. It was like being with you. It was incredible. Yeah. But it was just getting to share that with so many other people or like 14 other people. (laughs) Yeah. It was magical. But it's like, you know, sometimes individual work is important. Sometimes it's nice to see that you're not alone on this path. Yeah. You know? 
And then I hope to see you in July 2019 in Italy. Yes! I hope you can come. What does that look like for the people coming? Because I know I've, I've asked that before and I get to see, but what is what actually happens at those it's retreats? It's a whole medicine reading retreat, so I get five days to be able to really go, like really work deeply with wow. you. Um, so you come in the first day. We do silence to just clear our energy and then um, we go into each one of the healing elements, each one of the earthly elements, mm-hmm. earth, wind, water, fire, mm-hmm. and work with using them to heal within ourselves. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. And each, you know, each year is very different. Like I, I don't, I wait until everyone has signed up for the retreat. The retreat is full before I open up to channeling what exactly could be on the retreat. So you get the individual, kind of the collective individual for the experience. Wow. Oh, I'm so excited for that. Have you opened up the registry for it yet? Yes. Wow. That's online now. So people can go. And where do we find that on on the um, website? Uh, It's just under retreat. Retreat. Done and done. Easy. Very easy. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. And everyone, don't miss support it as well. You know, there's a lot of information to find in there. And um, go and get a session. I've had two. And I've gotten to do the group reading as well, Mm -hmm. the ceremony. It's what it's called, ceremonies. Yeah, medicine reading ceremony. Medicine reading. reading. Yeah. Yeah, and they're so, so healing. And you learn so much about your aura. I particularly went in to kind of communicate with the baby to bring it through. And both have been so useful and so helpful. So that I knew too that babies sit in the aura. So that was the main first reason why I wanted to see you. Because yeah. I was like, is there one in mine? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's sure taken a while. Yeah. <laughs> so those were so powerful. So thank you for everything. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the episode, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, we did. And in case you're not totally ready to join the pathway yet, I wanted to share a few of our free offerings that I'll often suggest to people as a little bit of a blueprint to get them started on their manifestation journey. The first place I like to direct people completely for free is the motivation. You can see it linked below or on our homepage as our testimony library. And it's categorized by different subjects, whether you're calling in career, money, love, wellness, and much more. When you're reading about a member's experience of what they manifested, you're actually seeing to believe and showing your subconscious that that very thing is possible for you. The second place I like to direct people is to the free clarity exercise, which is also linked below. In it, you get to try our own unique hypnosis process, learn about the science and some journaling prompts. And the best part about this, you'll get a tiny taste of what it's like to go into your hypnotic state, bring your subconscious forward and create new neural pathways while receiving clarity. And the third thing, if you haven't listened to it on this podcast yet, please go back to the episode titled Manifestation 101, where you'll learn the basics of neural manifestation to truly understand this process. So go ahead and check out those free resources, the motivation, the free clarity exercise, and the episode Manifestation 101, all linked below. And in an effort to make sure to have representation in this process series, go ahead and submit any process testimonials you have 
especially to our LGBTQ plus community, our BIPOC, as well as the Ys, which is anyone in the community who is 45 and over. All right, we'll be back next week. <laughs>